Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Blue Devils Podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. I hope that you're doing well here today on Thursday, January 11th. 2024 Lockdown Blue Devils, of course, is your one-stop shop for everything that you need to know going on in the life of Duke Athletics. We're talking about this Duke basketball team riding a seven-game winning streak, a big win on the road Tuesday night against Pitt. Duke wins by 22 points. That's now seven straight wins for Duke. How good is this Duke team? How long can this winning streak go? And could you call this Duke team underrated? Like, we've got a lot of topics to get into with our good pal Kevin Connolly, who's the site expert from Ball Durham. And we're going to have those conversations throughout the course of today's podcast. If you have not done so already, Lockdown Blue Devils is available for free wherever it is that you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all those great podcast platforms out there. Go check us out. Leave us a five-star rating and written review and make us a part of your day. A special shout-out to our everydayers, who want to make this a part of their routine each and every day. If you're an everydayer and you're watching us on YouTube, comment down below. Hey, I'm an everydayer, and I'll be sure to give you a shout-out on one of our upcoming episodes. Thank you for your support. All right, as we move forward, also watch the show daily on YouTube, and go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, like this video, and share it with your friends. Next, let's bring them on in. Like I said, it's Kevin Conley, the site expert for Ball Durham. He's with us each and every week, and he's back once again. Kevin, good to see you, my friend. And what a win it was earlier this week for Duke on the road, taking down Pitt. Yeah, it was an impressive one, JJ. Thanks for having me once again. And uh, probably the most complete performance this Duke team has put together this season. What a performance for the Blue Devils in the first half, in particular, 48 points. They had a 25-point lead at halftime. In the entire game, they did not give up the lead. It was a wire-to-wire victory for this Duke basketball team. There really was not a run made at all by Pitt in that second half. And in a lot of respects, as we talked about on yesterday's podcast, Duke was able to kind of coast in the second half, right? You go from 48 points in the first half, just 27 in the second half of play, and yet it did not matter. Duke covers. Duke picks up a really big win. Yeah, it was almost your your perfect 9 o'clock start, right? (laughs) Um, It's a blowout victory. The game's less than two hours. Um, it, it was incredible. And you look at that first half, uh, a turnover on the first possession. Second possession, um, they missed their first shot of the game. Um, and then that's like the only thing you could complain about for the entire entire first half, really the entire game. Um, Kyle Filipowski misses his first shot, doesn't miss a shot the rest of the game. Um, and just the way the ball was popping the way the players were moving. Um, the the one thing I thought to myself in the first, I don't know, four or five minutes, it's like, oh, man, Jared McCain kind of looks a little tentative tonight. doesn't really look like he's hunting his shot uh, like he did earlier in December. Um, and he thought maybe, uh, maybe some doubts creeping in his mind because he didn't shoot the ball all that well against Notre Dame. And then as soon as I think that in my my brain, what's the next thing that happens? He pulls up for a transition three and drains it. Um, so, yeah, it was really great just watching this game. Um, it, it was really enjoyable because they, they didn't do anything wrong. 
Um, yeah, just all around really solid performance. What a win for the Duke basketball team, 22-point victory. And you mentioned Kyle Filipowski, who led the way for the Duke Blue Devils, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 4 of 4 from three-point range. And, yeah, we talk about that missed shot. Good point. It's the very first shot he takes. Like, that's got to feel good as a basketball player. Get that first miss out of the way. And then that – it looked massive, the hoop that Kyle Filipowski was shooting towards, I'd imagine, for him as he went throughout that rest of the game. Oh, yeah, and I think the most impressive thing was that he was 4-4 four four from three-point range. He tied a career career high and made three-pointers, but um, he had never been perfect from three-point range in his career. Um, so that was certainly impressive. And Mark Mitchell misses his first shot. Kyle, Filipow- Fal- oh, Kyle Filipowski gets the rebound. He misses the putback, gets the rebound again, puts it in, and then he's off to the races. He looked like um, an All-American last night. That was the Kyle Filipowski everybody has expected for Duke this season. Now, we've seen it. Um, sometimes he did not play well against Notre Dame. I don't know if he was sick under the weather. He just didn't look like himself um, with his body language, body language, with his effect. Um, he just did not look like Kyle Filipowski. But, boy, did he look like Kyle Filipowski when Duke took the floor against Pittsburgh. Going into that Pittsburgh game, Flip was shooting 13% in away games from three-point range this season. Jared McCain was shooting 16%. McCain was 3-for-19 from three-point land in away games that Duke had had this year. Both of those guys found their shooting strokes. Caleb Foster knocked down a couple of three-pointers in the win for Duke, and that was a pleasant sight as well, right? Because there had been some outside shooting struggles for Duke in away games, and that just was not the case whatsoever for Duke in the game against Pitt. Yeah, and, and these past couple of years that John Shire has been the head coach for Duke, there haven't been too many road games um, that you've just been able to put your feet up, sit back, and enjoy the game. It's always been um, you're tight, you're clenched, and, and you're waiting for the next possession. Um, and this was this was one of them. And, and Pittsburgh, um, I wouldn't say they're a good team. I don't know if I would say they're a solid team. I, I think they're a team that knows that they have to scratch and claw for everything they're going to get. Uh, they just played North Carolina very tough a couple of weeks ago at home. Um, now they're one and four in ACC play. Uh, um, so it was a, it was a game that Pittsburgh I wouldn't say needed to have, but certainly wanted to have to try and right their the ship on their season. Um, and Duke never let them get off the ground. It, it was that impressive. Big win for the Duke Blue Devils, seventy five fifty three. The final score in that one, as we mentioned. 26 for Kyle Filipowski. Jared McCain scored 12. Jeremy Roach scored nine. Going into that game, Roach had scored at least 17 in eight of his last nine. The one game he did not reach that mark was against Queens. Duke didn't need him to score that many points and uh, also didn't really need him to score that many against Pitt because everyone else around him was playing so well. A career-high seven assists for Caleb Foster in the win over Pitt. And that was another big takeaway that we had, Kevin, was – the ball movement from the team, the number of assists and field goals made, that percentage is something we're talking about, and uh, that was a good kind of ball movement game for Duke earlier in the week as well. Yeah, when you go back and look at some clips in the first half when Duke was on that big run, um, it was your quintessential Duke basketball where the ball's moving, um, players are moving to the open spots on the floor. Uh, there was one uh, possession, I'm going to get some of the names wrong, but I think it was the ball was out on the far wing, maybe with flip, and then it comes inside, back outside, and then ends up with Tyrese Proctor moving on the left wing to the open spot, 
and then whoever had the ball in the in the paint just out to him and he drained the three pointer. Um, that we we haven't seen that all that often from Duke this season, and, and it was certainly a, a really great sight to see um, against Pittsburgh. Because when you look back against the game against Notre Dame, uh, the efficiency wasn't there. Uh, the effort was there. Don't get me wrong, and it's obviously great to get um, an eight point road win, but um, it just wasn't an impressive eight point road win. And you take all uh, conference road wins as, when you can get them, but um, this was overly impressive from Duke. The Duke basketball team has now won seven games in a row. What are we learning about the Duke basketball team? I'm getting ready to ask Kevin Conley that very question. And is the Duke basketball team underrated? We'll kind of talk about that after we take our first time out here on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Locked on Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind when you purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show you the total up front so you know you're getting a great you know that you're getting a great deal before you check out as you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Game time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets as game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an after an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside my friend Kevin Conley from Ball Durham. We're talking about the Duke basketball team. Big win earlier in the week over Pitt. It's now a seven-game winning streak, and you're writing all about it over at balldurham.com. Tell us a little bit about your website, Kevin. Well, anything you could possibly need to know or want to know about Duke basketball and Duke athletics, um, it's over at balldurham.com. Um, we're, all, we're on top of every single aspect um, of this Duke basketball team, the winning streak, the way guys are playing, the way John Shire has adjusted, um, things that they're uh, talking about in post-game and midweek press conferences. Uh, we got it all over there at balldurham.com. So uh, come give us a, a, a read. Come give us a follow on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. Uh, I promise you won't be disappointed. Yeah, go check it out. I endorse every single thing that Kevin's got going on with that website. We mentioned the new format just a few weeks ago, so uh, it looks great. Go check out the work. Make sure you support it. Follow them on their social media handles as well. All right, so let's keep talking with the Stuke basketball team. I teased it a moment ago. I got to ask you just simply, what are we learning right now about the Stuke basketball team, Kevin? You're learning this team has some guts, I think. Um, You mentioned underrated. Um, I don't, I don't fully agree, but I don't disagree either. Um, this team was kind of written off. Um, you lose back-to-back games against Arkansas and Georgia Tech, and um, you weren't weren't really competi- a whole lot competitive in either of those games. Um, you had the loss against Arizona in the first week of the season at home, um, and teams were like, "All right, maybe we did overrate this team," or I should say, people were saying we overrated this team. Um, 
and let's let's just move on and look at some other teams that are playing great to begin the season. And um, once that loss to Georgia Tech happened, I, I think there was a rallying cry for this team that where they were able to get together and meet and try and talk through and work through a lot of their problems. Um, and, and you saw the tide start to change in those first couple of games against Charlotte and Hofstra. And then the big question was the Baylor game. And team started great. Duke started great in that Baylor game. And then Baylor made their run. And you're like, uh-oh, like maybe it was just a hot start. In Madison Square Garden, you come out guns blazing, make a couple of shots, get a couple of stops. But then eventually the, the adrenaline wears down and Baylor makes their run. And then Ryan Young and Jared McCain um, were huge down the stretch. And then just that has just continued on and on and on and on. Um, and th- this team hasn't lost since that Georgia Tech game. Um, so you really have to tip your hat to them. Um, they've come together. They've worked through adversity, both on the court and off the court, um, with Tyrese Proctor being injured and now integrating him back into the lineup. And that has been seamless, him coming off the bench. I love what John Shire has done, basically saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And he hasn't put uh, Tyrese Proctor back into the starting lineup. And um, you're starting two freshmen with a senior and two sophomores. And I really think John Shire's done a really good coaching job with this team in the early season. It's a great thought, Kevin. I definitely think that when you think about what we've learned about the Duke basketball team, fair to say that they've got guts, given kind of some of the early adversity coming together as a team, freshmen kind of figuring out their roles, sophomores stepping up uh, to lead this team, and Jeremy Roach kind of being the steady captain every single step of the way with what he has meant to the basketball program. In, in the underrated discussion, uh, for college basketball enthusiasts. I know a lot of people enjoy watching the uh, Field of 68 After Dark show that Jeff Goodman and Rob Dowster and their company put together uh, on Tuesday night. Their show was Jeff Goodman, Tyler Hansbro, and ESPN's Dallin Cuff. And they had the conversation about Duke basketball being underrated. And a lot of this coming from Tyler Hansbro, the greatest, one of the greatest college basketball players of all time for that team over in Chapel Hill. And kind of the thought being, if people weren't aware, earlier this week, Houston lost their first game of the season. No more undefeated teams in college basketball. Purdue lost a game uh, on Tuesday night. The number one team in the land goes down. So kind of wide open in some regards this season. And it's a Duke basketball team who was one of the preseason top teams in the entire country. And now that they got hiccups early in the season – People kind of wrote them off, and it took a while for Duke to start climbing back up in these rankings again. And I think that was a little bit more of the context uh, that I heard presented earlier in the week when you think about whether or not this Duke team is underrated. Well, it's interesting, right, because Duke fans want their team to be the best from start to finish. But most of the time that doesn't happen throughout the course of a basketball season. It's very difficult to win road conference games in college basketball. Very difficult. You mentioned Houston, on the road at Iowa State and lose. Purdue, on the road at Nebraska and lose. Um, So you want to see progression from your team. Now, you look at Duke's team um, with R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson. You can make the case they played their best game of the season, game number one against Kentucky. Now, did they get better throughout the season? Yes. But did they get exponentially better? I really don't know. Um, This team it seems has gone already exponentially better and now just two and a half months since they started the season on November 8th or whatever day it was. Um, And that's only going to continue. This team's not just going to stop 
and you don't want this to be the best game of the season. They're going to continue to get better. Um, I think John, John Chai, like I said, he's done a great job at player development. Um, and that's what you really have to be happy about if you're Duke. Duke. And the one thing I want to go back to about the game against Pittsburgh, just to show um, what John Shire is coaching in these guys and, and what being a Duke basketball player means to them. It was in about, I think, 13 minutes to go in the second half. Um, and Jared McCain and Tyrese Proctor um, had a miscommunication and it resulted in a turnover. And Pitt looked like they were going to have a fast break, and Duke's up by a million points. And it's very easy just to let the guy from Pitt go, score a layup, come back down the other end. But both McCain and Proctor hustling back on defense. And I'm pretty sure it was McCain who got his hand um, right in the Pitt's player's lap, knocked the ball out. It goes off him out of bounds, or it didn't go out of bounds. McCain picked it up right on the baseline, and Duke goes back down the other way. That's Duke basketball. That's the hustle you want to see out of Duke. It happened later in the second half as well, I think, with Sean Stewart, where there was a turnover for Duke on offense, and Stewart is hustling back, and volleyball spikes the ball for a block into the first row. Those are the two plays that stood out to me the most in that game compared to all the three-pointers made, all the great offense. That play by Tyrese Proctor and Jared McCain defensively and Sean Stewart towards the end of the second half where they're hustling back on defense after a turnover in a blowout of a game where they really didn't have to and nobody would have noticed. And that's the extra effort that John Shire coaches in these guys. And that's what these being a Duke basketball player means to these guys. They're ready to give that extra 10% to try and get a victory. I do love that, and I hope that we can continue to see that effort all season long for this Duke team in the highs and the lows. The reality is that these ACC games are not going to be as easy as this Pitt one was. There may be a game or two again this season because Duke is that talented where they feel pretty comfortable throughout the course of the game, but there are also going to be more games like Notre Dame where Duke's just not playing their best, but you have to find ways to win, and we've seen a combination of of all of those things during the Duke basketball seven-game winning streak. And we've seen different players stepping up to lead the team for this uh, Duke squad, which is outstanding. So with that being said, what can this uh, winning streak turn into? How long can it go? Let's kind of have that conversation and wrap up our program when we continue in a moment right here on Lockdown Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, the NFL regular season is over, but this weekend – We've got the playoffs coming up, and it is the best time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. This app is so easy to use and so many different ways for you to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore Hub, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, it's the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. Like I said, amazing playoff odds that you can find right now with our friends over at FanDuel. My Carolina Panthers, unfortunately, not heading to the playoffs this season. Kevin Conley's in the same boat with his New York Jets. But we're going to be locked in to the NFL playoffs. Excited to see all of this come together, and you should as well. So go ahead and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet today. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils alongside Kevin Conley. 
I'm JJ Jackson. Had to give you some love there with uh, the NFL playoffs starting, and uh, both of us are going to be watching from home. Our our teams are are not in the big dance again this year. Yeah, it was it, it was tough. Uh, I'm trying to decompress off football season and focus all my attention uh, to college basketball. It, it was you had a tough year as a Carolina Panthers fan, maybe expected. Um, as a New York Jets fan, I don't know if we expected the turmoil we were going to be in this year after everything was so high in the offseason. But that's why we have Duke basketball to distract us from all that. And, yeah, Duke basketball is winning, something our NFL teams didn't do a whole lot of. So with that said, coming up on Saturday, Duke takes on Georgia Tech, a team that mm-hmm. they lost to by four, uh, a team that Duke gained a little bit of momentum late in the second half. We got the Mark Mitchell technical foul. Things start to go the other way, and uh, it's uh, the second straight loss that Duke had in that back-to-back losing streak in true road games with Arkansas and Georgia Tech. Uh, when you look at this game in particular coming up on Saturday, uh, how important is it for, for Duke to pick up the win here? And is it something that you think this Duke team can do? It's very important. Um, I think they can do it. I think they will do it. I'd be stunned if they can't do it. Um, Georgia Tech's not very good. We said this going back um, in that late November, early December podcast before they played them. Uh, and just one quick point on that. I mean, Duke's lucky those games are on the road against Georgia Tech and um, Arkansas because, boy, those are not aging well whatsoever. Um, I think last week, last Saturday, Arkansas losing by 30 at home to Auburn. Um, and then Georgia Tech, um, just a, a team that continues to struggle. Um, they're in a battle with Notre Dame um, Tuesday night. I think they might have lost that game in overtime. Um, so, yeah, when you look at Duke's upcoming schedule, um, it, it, it's, it is favorable. You have to get revenge against Georgia Tech. I think this team will be coming out ready to go um, and have a comfortable victory. And then uh, for the second time in 12 days, you get Pittsburgh again the following Saturday. Uh, so those two games are very important for Duke. And then um, at, towards the end of January, you go on the road and, and face uh, a Louisville team who's still in um, absolute disarray. So I think the next three games are very favorable for Duke. Um, and then you go into to a real tough three stretch where yeah Clemson now personally I think Clemson are frauds I think anytime Clemson is good in basketball I'll always take it with a grain of salt especially uh, (laughs) when you watch that game against North Carolina Clemson had them at home they had them on the ropes and then um, just faltered coming down the stretch and North Carolina came out with a victory so um, I think uh, seven game winning streak right now I'd be stunned if it doesn't get pushed to 10 and then those next three games um, to end January and begin February um, Clemson at Virginia Tech and then at North Carolina. I think those are the three games where you're going to learn um, the most about this Duke team in its upcoming schedule. Yeah, Duke again, Georgia Tech at home on Saturday. Tuesday night, Duke picks up the win against Pitt. Georgia Tech was in action at home against Notre Dame. To your point, Kevin, the Fighting Irish did win in overtime by seven points, 75-68. to 68. So uh, all 15 games this season, Duke has continued to hold their opponent under their scoring average, really good effort on the defensive end of the floor. And we haven't talked as much about the defense itself for the Stoop team throughout our conversation today, Kevin, other than the effort has just been outstanding. And so often, effort is kind of what it comes down to when you're playing defense. Do you want it or not? Do you want to stay in front of this man, go after this rebound, contest this shot, uh, you know, help when a, a teammate needs that switch? And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if Duke can continue that strong effort. Yeah, th- there was – I'll go back to a play in the first half of the uh, of the pit game, 
And I, I believe it was Jared McCain, and it might have been Caleb Foster. I, I forget who it was, but um, the Pittsburgh setting screens around the perimeter. They're running over the screens, around the screen, switching. It was as good of a defensive sequence as you could have imagined. And then I think it was Blake Hinson, and he just throws up a three-pointer on the right wing, and it goes in. And I'm and I'm sitting watching the game. And I'm like, you just have to shrug your shoulders and say, sometimes good offense always be- beats great defense. But the way that Duke played uh, defense on that possession was perfect. And the team put out a clip on its social media platforms um, from the game against Notre Dame. And Notre Dame ran a set, and Duke didn't switch off it well. And Jay Lucas is yelling at Jeremy Roach, saying that it was your guy, and you have to communicate and switch. Um, and then Notre Dame, a couple possessions later, ran the exact same set. And uh, Jeremy Roach and Jared McCain had it played perfectly. They made the adjustments. So it just shows you the in-game adjustments that the coaching staff is making. It shows you that the players are listening and receptive to it. Uh, and defense still feels like it's going to be this team's calling card down the stretch of the season. Good stuff, Kevin. Excited to see what the Stoop team can do over these next three games. And, of course, uh, you're always talking about Duke basketball on your website, balldurham.com. Give me one more plug for everything you got going on over there. Yep, everything about Duke basketball at balldurham.com, like you said, and then follow us at ball underscore Durham. All right, we will be back later in the week to talk a little bit more, and uh, next week Kevin's right back with us. So, Kevin, thanks for the time today. We'll do it again soon, okay? Thanks, JJ. All right, that's Kevin Conley joining us here on today's episode of the program, and as I said, we will be back again tomorrow to talk about the Duke basketball team getting set for Notre Dame coming up this weekend. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.